everyone. Welcome back to the Collaboration Space. I'm your host, Nancy Lucier, and I'm joined today by Nathan Coutinho, who is the Head of Analyst Relations and Business Strategy at Logitech. Welcome, Nathan, and thanks for joining me today in the Collaboration Space. How's your day going? It's going great. Thanks for having us, Nancy. Yeah, wonderful. I appreciate you joining me. And Nathan, we were just chatting about kind of meeting equity be meeting equity and the hybrid meeting experiences that we're having. And we're kind of seeing that there was a problem that we needed to fix. So what do you feel that problem was and why is now the right time to start taking action on that? So a uh, great question. I think this has been, this has come up so many times just over the last couple of months, but I'll, I'll walk you through it because I think it's an important one. This is not a new problem, right? Uh, you know, I think we've had issues with, uh, conference rooms, not being able to frame people, not being able to actually hear people properly for quite a while. But before the pandemic, most people went to an office. Yes, video conferencing was everywhere, but not everyone actually used it. There were some people that used it a lot and some people would just like frown upon it. Like, for example, if I'd say, hey, you know what, I'm going to just take that call from my my home office on Friday. Uh, that wasn't really respected necessarily, right? It's like, oh, Nathan's probably, you know, in, in the pool or something and hanging out and not really working. <laughs> And we it all definitely wasn't that. the norm, right? It wasn't the norm. It wasn't the norm. But when, so imagine that. So let's play that out, right? So say I was the only person at home dialing to that Friday meeting and there were 18 people in the meeting. They could see me, but I could barely see them for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, most of these rooms are these bowling alley style rooms, really long. You can see some of the people up front, but you can't really see everyone in the room. Uh, you can't really see all the body language well. You don't know what's really happening. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't even feel like you're there. Um, and, you know, there were things like smart framing. Smart framing has been around for quite a while, right? Probably at least 20 years now. And it's gone through these different phases. But in our experience, people turned smart framing off in the past. They always did. Why? Because it didn't work well. It, you know, I either focused on one person, it took too long to go to the next person, or it would just like dynamically change so fast where someone like me, you know, sitting at home on a Friday, apparently in a pool, uh, would be, you know, getting dizzy, just trying to follow around with what's actually happening in the conference room. So this problem existed well through the pandemic. Uh, then we went home, right, unfortunately, for a long time. And everyone got used to this. You know, I can see Nathan in a box. I can hear everyone because they're in their own box. And it felt like equitable all of a sudden. And we were all in that same Brady Bunch type of space. We all had our own close-ups. Yeah. And we had problems, right? Because some people didn't have the didn't have a webcam or they didn't have the right headset or they had white noise. We figured it out, right? Over time, we figured out you needed a better headset or a better webcam, better display, whatever it is to make sure your voice is heard and your image is clear to the other power parties. But then we started going back slowly. And for those of us that were still at home, and some that were in the office, the office folks were like, this is great. You know, in-person meetings again, we can we can be together. But then for folks like us or the rest of us that were still at home, you're back to now the bowling alley, right? You couldn't really see anyone. The smart framing didn't really work. So we knew we had to fix this problem. In fact, it's the problem we were thinking about even before the pandemic. The problem was we were just not ready yet. In fact, the world was not ready for this yet. So now we have all these different options in terms of meeting equity. And obviously, we're going to talk more about that today. But um, you know, now, now I think is the right time because everyone's back in the office and we have lots of teams that are going to be remote forever, uh, and new people that will come in and work for us from different countries, even that are probably not going to travel as much. So now we have to, yeah. Fix the problem. yeah. So the problem's been around a while. We know it's not really optional anymore to fix it. It's, it's really a requirement. So how did Logitech approach this problem? So we, 
thought about um, how do you how do you bring people closer into the meetings? And this is this literally started uh, about five years ago. And we said, okay, we've got to put a camera somewhere else because the front-facing camera can only work so great because it's in one position. And a lot of times when people are in the meeting, they're looking at the screen when someone's talking, but when they start having a natural conversation in the room, you start missing all that because there's no camera on the table. So we knew a camera had to be on the table. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, because everyone was still at home during the pandemic, we decided to, one, release our new set of video bars, so Rally Bar, Rally Bar Mini, now Rally Bar Huddle. Uh, those are all appliance bars that customers can use in different ways. You can use it as an appliance with Android. You can use it as a USB uh, uh, appliance, or you could use it in BYOD mode. So we give end users whatever you know uh, method they want to use for the video bar, they can use it. But we started working on smart framing within the bar itself. So for example, we released speaker view a year and a half ago. Uh, last year, we released grid view. And what that really does is it takes um, the four most active speakers in the room, puts them into a square and sends that to the far side. So even though it doesn't fix the problem of what happens when people look at each other in the room, as long as you're looking ahead, now you can be captured better and you can actually feel like those people are physically in the room with you. Um, so that was one way we fixed it. The second way we did it obviously was Sight and Sight's been a long time coming. Uh, we announced it uh, you know, a year ago, finally released it a couple months ago. And uh, what Sight does then is it takes two different views. It uses the front of room optics, which is, you know, it's it's good to be able to frame the context of the room, what's happening in the room. If everyone's looking at the camera, that's obviously the best view from the front of room camera. But now if they start looking at each other, having a conversation, looking at the far end of the table or the head of the table, where the person at the end is now speaking, now we have another camera on the, actually another group of cameras on the table that can not only frame the person, put them in a proper square, but we can get great audio from them too. The site actually has microphones on it as well. Yeah, so we so try to combine both these experiences together between front of room and tabletop as well. Yeah, so why not just do a 360 camera? It's a good question. Uh, we looked at 360s early on. Uh, so this is the way I'll explain it as my engineers explain it to me. Um, when you talk to a photographer, uh, any, any professional photographer, uh, number one is camera, right? Obviously lighting is important, but number one is camera. But the most important thing by far they'll tell you is the glass they use, the optics, right? And when you take a picture of someone, you always take use your best light, the best op, uh, optical lens you can get to capture that image. And then you use post-production or post-processing to make that image better. So we said, why don't we use the best camera rather than trying to take a 360? The problem with the 360 is that you have a lot of warping going on. It's, it's you've all, We've all seen 360 videos. At first, it's really cool to take a look at. But when, you, when you're in a meeting, all of a sudden, you really don't want to see this ultra-wide view. It just kind of... Yeah, do I get that fisheye thing going on? Yeah, but is left, left, and is right, right? Mm -hmm. Or is it the other mm -hmm. way? And, and you know, God forbid someone actually wake, stands up and starts moving around. Then it gets really confusing. So we said, let's take pristine optics. And that's what we did with Sight. Sight's a 315-degree camera, but it's not one camera. It's two independent 4K cameras. And that's how we basically build this image. And there is some fixing we do on the sides, just because it is a fisheye in the ends. But other than that, it's using pristine optics. That's why when you look at the video, you'll see pristine quality video from all these people. And it's close to the person. It's not you know four or five meters away from the end user. We don't have to zoom in and out much, right? It's literally on the table in front of the person's face. Kind of like when you had your laptop and your webcam on top. Kind of like what we're doing right now, right? We have a yeah. monitor, we have a webcam on top. 
we're close proximity. The camera doesn't have to do a lot of zooming in and out, image correction, things like that. So we're trying to minimize all that on the device itself. And we do all the processing on the device itself. So we're not using a lot of bandwidth, you know, taking the image, sending it across the wire, processing it somewhere else. We're doing it all on the camera itself. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, we have it easy. We're both remote today, so we didn't have anything to set up. We just had to press a button. So that's the experience I want in the conference room. So when we talk about site, is it simple for IT to install? And is it simple for me to use it once I'm in the room? So great questions. <clears throat> let's think about it from two different ways. Uh, number one, you said IT. So let's talk about how is it to install? How is it to actually set up? Um, so site is basically powered by two, at least two uh, CAT6 cables. One gives it power from the table. So you basically do a power inverter, uh, I'm sorry, power injector, uh, power up the site. And then the other cable goes under the table straight into the rally bar, rally bar mini. By the way, you need a rally bar, rally bar mini to make site work. So that's an important requirement. Okay. Uh, and then it converts into a mic pod and to a USB-A and that's how it connects into rally bar. Uh, so that's it, it's CAT6. You place your, your camera on the table, you plug it in, Rally bar will automatically recognize it and it'll accept it into the system. Uh, IT would have to go in and set up, set set the default view to speaker view, which is can done and can be done in the settings. Uh, once they're done, now it's set up. Now, as an end user, Nancy, when you walk into this room, now this is like really critical because we don't want people, we don't want this to be difficult. We want it to be super simple, right? So come in, you click join like you would any other meeting, and you're in the meeting. You don't have to look at the camera. You don't have to look at anything. You don't have to touch anything. And that's what we've built. So it automatically will frame people. It'll automatically send the best view to the far side. And that's what we built with Sight. Uh, and that's that's why it's so simple to use. Now, you can obviously at some point, not yet, but we are going to enable a second site. So for longer tables, uh, have two different sites on the table. They will be daisy chained. So the cabling, again, is really super simple. Um, but again, it's it's simple to install. You add one more cable or two more cables. You add the second site in. And even if the end user has an ultra long table and for some reason wants extra mic pods, we will even in the same daisy chain, mm -hmm. uh, we can allow two mic pods. So mic pod A, mic pod B, site A, site B, all running off one CAT6 cable under the table to the rally bar. So we've really simplified the installation so any IT team can be able to put this in very easily. And yeah. to your last question, the user doesn't have to do anything different. They walk into the meeting, they hit the join button and boom, they're in their meeting just like that. And that's what people want to hear and what they want to experience. They don't want to have to think about, hey, am I? is the camera going to pick me up? Do I have to think about anything? No, I just want to press a button and start this meeting. Hybrid has to be easy. Otherwise, people won't use it. Yeah. yeah. So what has been some of the customer feedback that you've gotten so far on site? So we've been in, uh, let's see, site's out. Site's available today. It's been available for about a month, month and a half now. Um, prior to that, we had uh, what we call cat feedback. So these are customers in our early betas. Uh, that we built with the uh, built with the customers. Customers give us feedback. We fix any issues, stuff like that. Um, an initial one customer said, "Hey, listen, um, it's a great product, but now I can't have like no one wants to use any of the other rooms. <laughs> they only want to use that. and for us, of course, that's a great problem to have. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, they're like it's not realistic. Like we didn't build it mm -hmm. for every single room. So that was really good feedback starting off. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, uh, I've been to at six or seven events all over the world right now. Uh, just came back from Jitex in Dubai, as well as Infocom in India. And everyone's like, oh yeah, site. Oh yeah, it looks like a 360, but it's a 315. We get it, it's a, it's a tabletop camera. But until they see it, not physically see it, until they see the actual experience of what, what, what people look like and how you interact with them, it just blows their mind. 
And all of a sudden, like, this is something that's now game changing that we need to have in our conference room. And uh, we even did this to our board a couple months ago where the, we didn't tell anyone we were going to use Sight, but some of our board members were in a room with Sight. And of course, they noticed the camera, but they didn't really think about it. And then they logged into the meeting and they were in shock how good it was and how interactive it was. And some of the things is not just the clarity and the audio. I mean, those are all obviously great things to have, but it's the way we bring people into the meeting and out of the meeting. So if you go into a room with Sight and only one person is talking, we're only going to frame that one person. But as a second person comes in, we add the slider, right? And the second person's now in. And then we add the third and we add the fourth. And as the first person stops talking, that person gets dropped off. So at any given time you have, if I mean, listen, if four people are actively talking, you're probably not having a great conversation because they're all simultaneously talking. But you can now control like how many seconds for the person to stay in the frame versus removing them and then coming back in. So we're going to give end users, actually IT, the most amount of controls they want to be able to control that experience. But right now, what we've built as a default is what customers have asked for. It's from for their feedback itself. Yeah. And I, I think our goal is to make everyone feel like they're physically in the room. And it sounds like this is getting us there. It's getting us there. It's never, listen, it's never going to be exactly like being, mm -hmm. you know, like you're pinching each other or throwing a football or something <laughs> like that. It's never going to be like that. But this really elevates the game. And there's also an argument that says that some meetings are probably more productive remote than actually in person. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying you should do one or the other. I th we need a hybrid version of this. We need a mix of both. And that's what people are doing today. And this is what they're looking for. Yeah. But you mentioned, you did mention that site is not for every room. So what's the best case scenario? What room size are we looking at that this will work the optimal experience for site? So remember um, when I talked about Rally Bar, Rally Bar Huddle and Rally Bar Mini, uh, they have smart framing on them today. It's called Grid View and Speaker View. And we think that does a really good job for small rooms. If you know, it's like a six person room, eight person room, it does a pretty nice job. But for medium or large rooms, which is what we really built site for, you know, you feel like at some point you need a second or third camera or a fourth or fifth camera, you, you know, like one at the front of the room is just not going to be enough. So we built it for medium and large rooms. And today we support single site on a table in a couple of months, we'll support the second daisy chain together. Um, beyond that, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to think about it, but at this point, most customers are really asking for one, which is our MVP. Um, so we, we're looking at it for medium and large, but we've already seen customers that are putting it in small conference rooms. Why? Because they love the experience. Once they see it in a large conference room, they're like, no one wants to use the small rooms now because you've given us sight in the medium room and they won't use the small rooms anymore. And even though we didn't design for it, it works fine. It's not going to not work. It'll work great. Uh, but you still remember, you still need the front of room camera. So you still need at least Rally Bar Mini plus a site in the camera, in the room. And now you have a equitable experience in every room that's out there. Um, again, we designed it for medium and large, but it's not stopping yeah. customers how they want yeah. to. And although our meetings are hybrid, there's more and more of us going back to the office at least a couple of days a week. I'm in the office three days a week. So now that we're going back to the office we know we need to focus on meeting equity, but what else is on everyone's mind these days that you're hearing about? So, um, you know, beyond meeting equity, beyond getting your setup done right in the office and and uh, and at home, another thing that's coming up, it was actually coming up mostly in EMEA. Uh, now we're seeing it across, I saw it across the Middle East. I saw it across India. Um, it's becoming a big deal for global companies in the US, healthcare companies, is sustainability. Now, you know, we've been doing sustainability or at least thinking about it for quite a while. Um, the company went carbon neutral. Logitech as a company has been carbon neutral since December of 2011. 
Uh, so we've been working on this for quite a while. And Sight actually is made with recycled plastic and low carbon aluminum. When you take it out of the box, the box itself is made with the uh, you know FCR certified, uh, uh, sorry FSC certified uh, recycled paper. Everything's wrapped wrapped in paper, not plastic. Um, so we've done a lot trying to get our products uh, up to snuff to make it as sustainable as possible. We're not done yet. We're going to keep going. Um, so that's been a big ask. And in some countries, it is almost required. Like for an example, in um, EMEA, there are customers, IT teams even, that have KPIs that are hard-coded to you must buy products that are made with recyclable uh, materials. Uh, and again, everyone's materials are different. Ours are all declared on our website. If it's made with recycled plastic, we'll tell you it's made with 50% or 60% or 70% site, 50% uh, for white, 59% for graphite, uh, just as an example. But we're going to do more and more with this. So that seems to be a number one thing because customers care about the environment. They want to build, they're going to build and buy more plastic pieces. And listen, we've built lots of products with a lot of plastic for a long time, but we want to do it responsibly. And uh, customers are now asking for it. And we're lucky enough that we actually have a plan in place. And obviously, Site is one of those products that is made sustainably. Yeah, that's definitely something that at AVSPL, we're hearing from our customers as well when we talk about, okay, how we're going to help you. I want solutions that are sustainable and I want you to tell me how you're focusing on. So a great, a great partnership with both AVSPL and Logitech. And Nathan, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing all of your insights and for talking to us a little bit more about Logitech site and sustainability. I appreciate your time. Absolutely, Nancy. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Hope to have you back again. And a special thank you to all our listeners today. Don't forget you sub can subscribe to the Collaboration Space on our YouTube channel, or if you prefer the audio version, just search for the Collaboration Space on your favorite listing app. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. For more information, visit avispl.com slash Logitech.